Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo! joining you here on a Wednesday morning. It is about to be Wednesday morning Absolutely. as we sit here. We have just returned from Oxford, Mississippi. I want to thank you guys for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate you guys. Being with us on what will be a difficult podcast for some of you to get through. We had a request on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it. Or maybe it was just I, I directed mean, to me. I don't know if I've seen it yet. The, the request was uh, something to the effect of uh, an impromptu, these are the things that are true you know, after a loss like that. I like, thought about that on the way down, I'll be honest with you. I thought about it. I'm just like, ah, that's just a few minutes. We can sort of put one together, sort yeah. of a makeshift one. But uh, we'll, we'll get to that in just a minute. I want to thank our listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. I believe Joel T. Coleman would have gone to Strange Brew if they were open right about now. Yeah, I went to it. Uh, I mean, that was my final stop before heading like to Oxford, it just was, like I said man. it would be, and uh, enjoyed that blueberry cobbler, and I was charged up for some basketball, and unfortunately for Mississippi State. You were the well, only I, one who I came from Starbucks. I take that back. They started out like they were jacked up on Strange Brew, but then they crashed. Yeah. Like the the, ca- the caffeine ran out, I guess. I thought that's all it was. That's why you need that extra that extra shot. Extra there. boost. Uh, also want to thank uh, College Corner, our sponsor down there in the Jackson area. They're by Ridgeland. Uh, they're in Ridgeland by, the, by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell, and they have the big, biggest and best selection of MSU merchandise. And you can always just shop online over at collegecornerstore.com and find what you're looking for with opening day coming up with baseball, with women's basketball, <laughs> things happening, spring game announced today, 1130. You know, need to be ready for those kind of things. When you come to Starkville for those weekends, you want to come to Starkville for the games and for the restaurants and for all that other stuff. You don't want to come and stand in line. You can do it when you shop. You can get the right way with that when you shop at College Corner. So. So uh, basketball, basketball, huh? Basketball, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little. I think it's fair to say this, that we both picked State to win. Yeah. I think we both picked them to win by double digits. No, I, I, I did not. Did I picked not? them to win 74-70. Was my okay, I had, a, I had a, a double-digit win, and I, I thought they would win by that. And on a night where Perry gets 24-8, and eight and he shoots the ball pretty well, it's 8-15, of 8-10 from the line. He gets 16 out of Stewart. And 12, you know, out of Woodard, not, not great, but, you know, not, not bad. But holy crap, the rest of them. State played a total of one, two, eight players. I just gave you three of them. The other five combined for six points. Nick Weatherspoon played the worst game of his life. My source Which you just on tweeted. That, yeah, I was going to say my source on that is Nick Weatherspoon. <laughs> Nick Weatherspoon's line is zero for five from the field, zero for one from three point line. He did not get to the uh, the, the the free. I'm sorry, he didn't get to the three, the free throw line. He was zero for one from the three point line. And his plus minus, if I remember right, ended up being negative thirty six. For those that you care about such things, have got to really try hard <laughs> to be that. Now, now look, not like he's alone, right? No, Perry, Perry's minus seventeen. Stewart's, and for those of you who aren't into analytics, what plus minus is is this? It's the rating. It's how many points, bad or good, your team was with you on the floor versus the other players. Yeah. And they just figure it out, right? So when Nick so, Weatherspoon was on the floor, Ole Miss outscored Mississippi State by thirty by thirty six points. points tonight. Yeah. He had six. I mean, his assists. He had six assists, which I don't remember any of them. But he had six turnovers as well. So I mean, it just completely washes itself out. State only scores twenty points in the paint, which has got to be a season low. Uh, they turned the ball over seventeen times. Uh, 
which Ole Miss, let me see if it points off of turnovers. I know I know that stat's on here. Well, fast break points, Ole Miss had 32 of them, so we'll just call it that. Um, State was up by, it was 14. It got adjusted. Yeah, to but, but long story short, they were up 31 to 18 with 6.59 to go. So from that point on, Ole Miss outscores State. Let me do the math. 31 18, so that's uh, 61 to 27. 61 27 from 659 on uh, in the game. In the second half, Brian Tyree scored 27 points. Had he been the only Rebel to score in the second half, State still would have lost the game if everything else had been the same. Yep. They would have lost by four. Tyree goes for for a 40-piece. Well, they would have lost by, let's see, they were, they were down by they, two they, at the half. They were down. No, State was up by one at the half. That's right. They were down, that's, that's what I'm saying. State, it was two, but it ended up being one because right. of the, the point. Of just, they were, and then in the second half, State scored 24, Tyree scored 27. 27. So they, would have lost by, they would have lost by two. By two, yeah. Yeah. 40 points for Tyree, 13 of 22 from the field, 4 of 10 from deep. Uh, 10 of 11 from the line. Kadeem C. had a tremendous game, 18 points. He was really keeping Ole Miss in it until Tyree decided Just it, went off. it was time to go off. Also, for double figures for them, Devontae Shuler, who had a huge three-pointer right at the buzzer in the first half. And I thought they gave Ole Miss all of the momentum after State had really dominated the first half. Reggie Perry gets a, a second foul with about two and a half to go. They sit him down trying to avoid a third foul, and Ole Miss grabbed control of the game there. And they took a they took, so they cut a 13 point lead to 2 and they got control early in the second half state cut it to 2 at 44-42 and from there Ole Miss outscores state 39 to 11 I'm sorry 39 to uh 16 83-58 is the final Joel I'm going to use a word here they got their ass kicked yeah up and down the floor of the pavilion <laughs> they sure did Ole Miss beat state up made them like it and then beat them up some more you know what the best thing about that loss was it's over it's one loss it's <laughs> like if it's, ever a loss should count as two <laughs> losses it's this one because state just got humiliated up there now what you just said is correct and that can be a thing that is true it's just one loss. I think you, if you lose on Saturday, you better be done losing. That was the kind of game that could have a, a carryover effect. You're, I mean, you, yes, you just got yes. your – you just face planted. What do we always say? What does Howland always say? Don't let a loss beat you twice. Coaches say that all the time. Yeah. This is the kind of loss that will beat you twice. Yeah. Because yeah. you're going on the road to play an Arkansas team who, by the way, is as – thirsty as you are. Yeah. They got run off their own home court tonight by Tennessee. I don't want to spend a ton of time. Maybe you do. You, we already just did a little bit recapping what happened because no. you all saw what happened. It was a butt kicking. Um, I'm saving my words even though it's down to 15 minutes left in the day. I think I want to look at big picture questions a little bit here. I'll start with this. Maybe go ahead. Go with yours. No, you go. This could be a, this to me is a thing that is true, and people aren't going to want to hear it. The days of the hump being packed and filled to the rafters for men's basketball are over. There, it's just never going to happen until there is a huge, huge shift, and I'm talking about a few years of winning, and I mean winning, winning. Yeah, I, I mean every time I feel like I'm willing to say, what do we say on the other show? The last two crowds have been good here. Your next home game is next Wednesday 
a 5.30 tip against South Carolina. So that was already going to be a little bit behind the eight ball because who can get here at 5.30, right? Even if you're coming from Tupelo, you're going to have to leave work early to, to get here on time. If you're coming from Jackson, you're, probably, you're not leaving work at 3 in all likelihood. So that was already sort of behind the eight ball. But now, and then if you lose to Arkansas, dude, every time State is at the point where I'm going to say, if they win this game, everybody will buy back in, they lose that game. Yeah, And, and the last three three years in a row, it's an Ole Miss game. Yeah. I, I want to get back to the Arkansas thing in just a second. Before I get there, one of my big picture questions here is, I, just flat out, he's a good recruiter. He's been having a good basketball coach. He was at one time in his life. I mean, with the three straight Final Fours, I don't think even with talent you can just... Because you had a pretty veteran group out there. You knew what was coming from a defensive standpoint from Ole Miss with the what Kermit likes to do. You, you just knew what was... And yet they still can... Well, he talked about it. He talked about it Monday. Yeah. He said oh, they're going to run that 1-3-1 one, one, and you know we'll have to be prepared for that. And he said, and Robert Woodard said in postgame, that you know, we thought we, we felt like we were prepared for that. But obviously they were not. And it, it really felt like even going back to Kennedy, Ole Miss likes to throw that one three one out, and State looks like they have no idea how to attack it. You know, for State, State can't win any game it plays going scoring twenty points in the paint. They're they're never never yeah. going to be it. You know, this is not going to happen. Not with this team. Yeah. They don't have the three point shooter. Your best player scores most of his points in the paint. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and you look at you know, Tyson Carter. I, I did the math by the way. Tyson Carter on the road. Is shooting like twenty six percent. Now it's not much better at home. It's like it's a darn Nike ball, Brian. I'm, just, I'm, I was, I'm it, it really kind of feels like that. Does I'm not saying but, it but is. I'll say but that it, I'm not going to let that be an excuse. Uh, yeah. If that's the problem, you just have to tell Adidas. Look, we're going to get some Nike balls to practice. Well, with. I think they do practice. Well, then with, they need to practice the, with them more often. With, with or a ball that they're going to use. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, yeah, but think about it like this, right? If you're playing a Nike school, and then you're let's say in a week, you know, you're, like last game was it was at home, right? Yeah. So you practice what one day? Something's got to change. Now I don't know if that needs to come from above. Yeah. Like the NCA needs to say this is the official ball. We don't care what shoe you use. You're using this ball, yeah. or, or what? But Tyson Carter shooting 26 percent is not going to get the job done. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I, I don't. Again, I don't want to turn this into a thing, kind of like it turned into a thing last year for a couple of weeks. But right. I mean, Nick Weatherspoon actually said last year talking about it that that dang Nike ball is different. Like it's just different to shoot with. I'm, I'm done. I don't. I'm I don't want to use it. As, I'm not that. using that as an excuse, but I'm just telling you that came from a player's mouth. Um, and they won some games with it. I mean, it, it isn't yeah. like it was a Nike ball always Florida, a thing. Yeah, and a Nike ball at uh, at Florida. Nike. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not using it but anyway. All for that. The, the the big picture question for me that I I mean we we bring it up on here all the time because in post game press conferences all the time, and I know some of it's been howling taken the bullet for his team a little bit, but we hear him all the time saying, well, I should have tried this and, you know, maybe I needed to do this or I forgot to do this kind of thing. Like, and then, and then you see him on Monday talking about this zone and then it's like state has no idea how to attack it. And so I just think that it's a very legitimate question right now. We know that Ben Howland can bring top tier talent into Starkville. He's done that, but a whole lot of good that does you if you can't get, you know, solid, consistent performances out of those guys. And, I mean, I, we're not going to get the answer here tonight on this podcast, but I think it, it bears asking if Ben Howland, his coaching chops aren't good enough. <laughs> I mean, I think that's... A- Here's what I would say to that. 
and that, this this may feel like a sort of a give up kind of statement, but if Ben Hallen can't win here, who can? Who can win here? Crickets. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know either. I don't know the answer. If you'd said, you know, hey, if Joe Moorhead can't win here, who I can list guys. Mike Leach can win here. I believe that, you know. I believed Billy Napier could re- win here. I believed – I don't know if I believe Joe Judge could win here because I just don't know enough about him, but – Steve Sarkeesian. I believed, I believed Steve Sarkeesian could have won here. And, I mean, there are there are lots of coaches that even in terms of, like, you know, pipe dreams. Like, Dabo could win here, obviously, I think, you know. <laughs> but if Ben Howland can't win there, well, who the hell can win there? Because, as you said, he's a great recruiter – you know, so you're probably not going to get a coach who's as good a recruiter as him. Yeah. So now we're at sort of the Dan Mullen concept. Can you get a coach who takes three-star guys, lesser guys, and and coaches them up? Now, I do believe that's a you can have success doing that in the SEC more so than you can do in football. You know, you're never going to win an SEC title doing that. You can be a developmental program and 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 win in the SEC. I believe that. But what a process that's going to be. Okay, here, here's my next big picture thing. I said, I think I said on yesterday's show, if I didn't say it, I, I said it to you at some point, whether it was on air or not, I can't remember. Um, as long as State comes out of this week at 1-1, one one, they're fine. That's, if they go to Arkansas and win, I, I know that this is a gut punch for people because of the way that it happened. Well, and and it's, it's Ole Miss. Miss. And, yeah. But big picture-wise, if, if State goes to Arkansas and wins – this I don't want to say this game meant nothing because obviously you want to beat your rival on the road and, will, yeah. and it will still stick in people's crawl. I mean, I understand that. But from a making the NCAA tournament perspective, I fully believe coming into this week, as long as State went 1-1 one and one in it, they're fine. Mm-hmm. And State still has the opportunity to go 1-1 one and one this week. I mean, if, yeah. if you go to Arkansas and win, and Arkansas's you're, hurting. you're good. I yeah. mean, you're, you're A-OK. You're still on track. But – you got to go to Arkansas. And, win. and even rea- and in reality, I don't know where – I think Arkansas, that would be a quadrant one win, right? Yeah. So, I mean, then you've got two on the resume. Yeah, because on the road, as a road – just as a recap for folks, if top sometimes this may confuse you. Yes, they just need to be in the top 75 of net to, yeah. on the road. So, so Which Arkansas, which Arkansas probably, is. It seems unlikely they would drop out of that, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're not probably not going to get them back – you're probably not going to get the quadrant one win back that you had for beating them at home because they would have to get in the top 30 for right that. but you can definitely get the get this win here so i agree you know the problem is like you said and here's the other thing about this team i don't believe they're very mentally tough so this this loss concerns me that i think it will linger for them you know they they don't have and they haven't had for a while a guy that you know you just trust it to you know put the team on his shoulders. Perry can do that, but I think Perry gets frustrated pretty easily sometimes. And I don't I don't honestly I and this is an indictment of the program to be totally honest with you. Who's the last mentally tough player this you know, Barry Stewart and Javar, Jarvis Bernardo? <laughs> is that the last time you, you said like those guys are tough? Phil Turner? I mean, how far back do I have to go to pick a guy where I just go, that guy because I never thought like Gavin Ware was overly tough mentally. Or Craig Swart or Fred Thomas. You know, the guy that if you want to pick one from the recent era that came to mind, mm-hmm. he wasn't the most talented guy in the world, but he was a, a good Rock West Johnson? No, I was going to say uh, I.J. I I.J. Like- Reddy w- was mentally tough, I think. Yeah, I think Rock West Johnson was mentally tough. But you know, those guys weren't super talented, though. I.J. Reddy was pretty good. Rock West Johnson was okay. But the combination of, of mentally... T- 
Think about State's most successful team in the past 20 years, the 04 team. I don't, th- I don't think that Q was – I mean, I think Q was. He just – you just don't never know with but Q. He, he's he so – He so, didn't ever exude that. Exactly, yeah. You know, I, I want a guy that I can see. You know, think about that 04 team and the leadership. Bowers, Frazier, and Vincent, those guys were mentally tough. They they You knew who led that team. And you had Lawrence Roberts, who was as tough as nails, too. The, the, the good state teams have had guys the, – the, the Final Four team. I mean, who's tougher than Russell Walters? Daryl Wilson was plenty tough. Bullard, I mean, no pun intended, very tough guy. Dampier, you know. So, even like going back to like uh, 01, the team that won the SEC tournament, Michael Goler was tough. Derek Zimmerman was tough. So I, – I, And here's the – I don't want it to come across as a criticism up here because I think on the court he's tough. I just think – I think you said it well. I I think sometimes he gets aggravated a little bit out Perry? there. Perry? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think it's a give up kind of not tough at all. I think the effort's always there. Out of, I, I never watch Reggie Perry, and I think he's not – Playing hard. The only time I I thought that against Kentucky, I don't know if playing hard, but I feel like he lets his emotions get the better of him sometimes. When he's when calls aren't going his way, when he's being you know double teamed and he can't do anything with it. I mean that zone defense it, it just stifled State tonight. Yeah, and that's 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 really disappointing when you have the coach on Monday say we expect to see this, and then you see it, and it it looks like you didn't prepare for it yeah, at all. That's the thing. It's not that you went up there and. You didn't eke out the win. It just absolutely killed you. Yeah. I mean, like you could do nothing. Yeah, if they had lost you, by you two, you're like we're sitting your, here, like look, you, it's tough to win on the road. Got your teeth kicked in by it. Like yeah. you, that's that's the that's the issue here. Again, yeah. it's I mean, you know, it's kind of like going back to talking about Joe Moorhead losses. It's not that you lost. Yeah, it's, it's how, how you, you lost. You know, when you look at the way they attack, and attack's not the right word, but they're just throwing these high looping passes around the perimeter, trying to get over people. And then nobody's cutting through the middle. Nobody's setting any screens. Nobody's doing anything. Yeah, I remember one possession in particular that ended up in Perry's hands, and he took just a god-awful three and yeah. didn't even hit the rim. Yeah. And then he had to run back to the other end. He got, got, he got a, foul. a foul. Yeah. Just uh, everything that could have gone wrong. For st- and, and again, you know, you think about how they had – it felt like in the first 10 minutes of the game, they were going to roll out of there and just beat their – Beat them up. Almost that's something. That's well, true. you about had a, yeah. We still got four I got, minutes. I got. I could. I could just roll out some words here. <laughs> I bet you already passed it. So, you know, honestly, I'm not though. You've been good today. I'm proud of you. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like prior to, uh, but like in terms of this loss, I mean, I'm, first of all, there's nobody else in the car with me. So what am I gonna do? And uh, but no, I just you know, like I said, I would be a lot more upset if they had lost by two. <laughs> and, <laughs> When it got to like 15 points, I just disengaged from all that. I was like, eh, "It's not going to be happening tonight." Um, is this team going to make the NCAA tournament? Yes or no? Right now? Yes. I say no. I just, I just, I, I just feel like they're going to. I, I feel like by saying no, it's too much prisoner of the moment. I feel like they're going to have another bad loss. At the end of the day, we can all say that it's, it's a rivalry or whatever. Ole Miss's RPI, or their net is in the 90s. I feel like by saying no, or, or excuse me, 
Well, yeah, I feel like by, by you saying no and me saying yes, what we're saying here is I think they can win at Arkansas and you're saying they're not going to. That's kind of what I feel like. I, I'm not even thinking about so much about Arkansas. I just think they might lose at South Carolina or just Missouri. Just some random game that Which they would be lose. bad losses. They have That's a, ba- that's a bad loss. And, and from a net perspective, the New Mexico State is a bad loss. Now, New Mexico State's probably going to end up in the tournament. Well, I mean, they're still 6-5, and five, Brian. So there's, what, seven games left? Yeah. You could lose a couple. Oh, I don't think they can lose a couple. I think they you, got, you don't think they can finish eleven and seven in the SEC and get in? Yeah, no. Eleven and seven because you got. I mean, you could go eleven seven. In what the are SEC. They, they're fifteen and nine, right? Yeah. So they would be twenty and eleven. I don't think that team's in. I don't think twenty and eleven's in. Twenty and eleven, eleven and seven in the league. I, see, I kind of feel like that would be in. I think twenty would with, be in. With with at, are you going to give them a loss at Arkansas? In, See, in my in my mind, I'm thinking win Arkansas. If they, so there, they win but, Arkansas, they would have two quadrant one wins, twenty and eleven and eleven seven. I think you got it. And I mean, crap! If Ole Miss keeps winning, I mean, it's, I don't know. That's it. May be a quad two win at least in, in you, at home you at need, the end of the year. You need, yeah, you need twenty and eleven, eleven and seven. I think you need a win in the tournament, the SEC tournament, at least one. All right. I'm still going to say yes because I think the talent they is have, there to do it. Their margin for error is so slim. It is. So you have a team with very little margin for error, a team that you don't think is mentally tough, a team that plays terribly on the road, and they still have road games remaining. And I think like four of the next six, right? On the road, is that right? At Arkansas. They're at South Carolina. I believe they're at Texas A&M. And uh, at Missouri. I mean, there's some absolute down the stretch got to win them. Like, A&M is a got to win them. That's the thing. It's a combination of they're not good on the road, and the teams they're playing on the road are not good. So if you you double whammy that, you lose to a not good team on the road, you're done. Yeah. (laughs) They have no margin for error. They they need to win. If they win on Saturday, they're going to be okay, I think. They don't win on Saturday. It's probably done. But if they win on Saturday, they're okay. But they can't afford almost... They can afford maybe one more loss, and it honestly it needs to be like Alabama at home. Now that'd be a great win, but at least that's an acceptable loss. You lose to Texas A&M or Missouri, it's over. You're not getting in. Simple as that. Simple as that for me. Here's another thing with this team. To me, they have the talent to get hot and win in Nashville. They do. Like they could win the freaking tournament. Ole Miss could, yeah. Right now, boy, if you if you were Ben Howland, how much are you just like could we not have played them last week? Yeah. Again, you, like we talked, we talk, like I think I said on yesterday's show. Sometimes it's not so much who but, you play, but when but, you play. But right now, Tyrese just carrying that team. Forty points, man. We didn't even talk about what he did. I don't think he had forty points. So in his last, oh yeah, we did talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Twenty-seven in the second half. In his last three games, if I'm if I'm right, he's had thirty-six, twenty-seven, and forty. Which means he could score zero points in their next game and still average 20 points for this one. Yeah, I mean, he's just – and this guy, I need to look him up, but I believe – Brian Tyree's going to go down as one of the great bulldog killers of all the – I don't remember him having a bad game against State. He is just torch State every time he plays them, especially in Oxford. Howland's 3-6 and six against Ole Miss. I mean, it's not like he's faced world beaters in there. They've only been to the tournament once, I believe. Did, did they go to the tournament when Howland was here under Kennedy? I know Kennedy's two tournament appearances. 
He, they, 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 did they win the SEC tournament both times he went? I know the Marshall Henderson team did. Yeah. I don't remember. But it's not like he's playing world-beater Ole Miss teams. And he has not been able to beat them. And, and the Pavilion is – I mean, they beat them last year up there, but the Pavilion has basically been a house of horrors for State. And this was also, overall, I think Ole Miss's first – in a major sport, their first win over Mississippi State period in like 390 days or something like that. It's been over a calendar year. Right. Since since they beat State in, in the hump. Yeah, since Blake Henson came up here and, yeah, and looked that, all world. Since then, yeah, they hadn't beaten State in anything. Yeah. Many of the major sports, anyway. So. Just an all-around ugly, ugly, ugly and it's, night. People are pissed. Yeah. People are tired. I said this. I said this. I was like, nothing takes the air out of the balloon like, like losing to Ole Miss. And all and the they, people, and they didn't just lose to Ole Miss. They got either. they got they got embarrassed. So now everybody who was sort of on the the basketball bandwagon is going to just they're, they're take it off. They're, they're, they're plus, gonna, plus baseball starting up. Exactly. I mean, like I said, a five thirty tip on Wednesday is almost criminal in the Central Time Zone. It doesn't make any sense. But if they lose to Arkansas, I mean, what, there might be two thousand people in there. Maybe. I might be being generous. So just just everything you did not want to happen for Mississippi State happened tonight. Everything. I knew it was going to be a bad day when I got to Oxford and Gus's fried chicken was closed down. Closed for business. They're done. They're out. How does the best fried chicken place in, in America close? I don't know the answer to that. But that should have been the sign. I should have just gotten in the car and turned back around. I'm like, ah, I'm not going. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Thank you for letting me know it was closed, by the way, so I didn't like uh, the trip. First thing I thought. Because you know, I texted you. Yeah. And then I immediately texted Rippy. I was like, you could have told me it was closed. And he's like, I didn't know. I didn't know it was closed. I never go there. It's like, well, that's your part of the problem, Rippy. <laughs> so, anyway. yeah, I immediately told you because I didn't want you. I knew you'd said you said you were thinking about yeah. it. And you, I didn't want you so to So I rearranged my plans and uh, just. Uh, I just Southern ate, Coop, though. Ate, it's see, good. After you told me, I was in no hurry to kind of get there or whatever. So I just kind of. Got that Hello. recommendation from Tom Ebel, who got that recommendation from, from AJ, AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Starkle's I, on. I mentioned that uh, to the guy at Southern Cooper. He's like, oh, yeah, AJ was in here all the time. Yeah. So, so anyway. legit thing. Yeah. Good, so good wings. I'm gonna I go, ended up I'm gonna go uh, just eating canes there in the pavilion. Big win for Ole Miss to have canes in the pavilion. That's, that's good stuff. It's not, it's, I'm not like Robbie that. Falk that, like, worships it. I mean, I, I think no, that there's other – yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it, it's pretty dang good to have as a. There was almost item. one funny moment too, by the way, tonight. I I should have done it, but I sat next to Tyler Horka, and I was actually in his seat, the Clarion Ledger seat, right? Yeah, he, he was sitting for his his, his uh, placard or whatever was for hottytotty dot com, and I was gonna like record like the the, the dot com and then like go over to him. <laughs> <laughs> just said that. I should have done that. In been... retro- Had I known this game was going to go this way, I would have done that for a laugh. <laughs> his his own coworker got him. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw uh, that. Just, just uh, apparent, apparently, though, permission it was, was allowed. Asked for. Yeah, but still. But yeah. Also, did you uh, see Nick? By the way, I did. Clean shaven. Uh, what a, what is going on? What's going on in the world? It's a messed up day. But yeah, I, I did get to meet several of you. Uh, several Mississippi State fans that, that reside in Oxford. There, uh, I know there's some up there, yeah. Yeah, and, and enjoyed enjoyed meeting all of you. you glad glad meet, you all. You, uh, did you meet a guy named Matt? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. If I did meet you, Matt, and I'm saying that, I apologize. Uh, he, I know him up there, obviously. Um, He's on the uh, the barbecue team I, I competed with. 
No, uh, I, I met I think four folks that okay. came up and oh, said good. hello, and I didn't get to meet anybody. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's always great to to meet you folks. If you ever see me, there you go. Say hello, all and right. don't. You know, I guess I guess they don't want to say hello. I guess you're intimidating. I guess that's what it is. That's not what it is at all. That's the opposite of the truth. <laughs> but we appreciate you, Big Teddy Bear. We appreciate all of you listening, yeah. whether you're a bulldog, whether you're a rebel, whether yeah. you just. And if you listen to today's podcast, pod. we really appreciate it because I know nobody likes to, to relive those kind of losses. But it is what it is. All right, tomorrow shows the rumblings. I bet you'll have some questions. Yeah. But of course, if you got anything else you want to talk about beyond this game or beyond life, life, women's basketball, baseball, Valentine's Day coming up, you want to know how to. How to woo the ladies? We we have the information. So all the info. Right. Hit us up tomorrow for the rumblings, and then on Friday, obviously, it's knock it out Joel time. Oh man, it's time to talk MSU baseball. Uh, My and, first and, love. I know. So we'll have fun with that on uh, on Friday's show. Guys, have a great uh, Wednesday. We'll back with you tomorrow for the rumblings for Joel T. Coleman. Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.